Welcome to the 113th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. When Christiana Jihant and Nick Seedens launched a community-supported agriculture produce operation on their South Dakota farm in 2004, the idea was so new in the region that people thought they had invented the concept. Prairie Coteau Farms started with 12 half shares that first year and gradually grew until by 2007 they were producing vegetables for 42 shareholders. Nick's full-time job with a wind energy company is based 90 miles away. So when they were doing the CSA enterprise, Christiana was doing most of the farm work during the week. Christiana and Nick began looking at the numbers and realized they would need 100 to 120 members to make the farm a full-time endeavor for both of them. The young couple, who are now in their mid-30s, were concerned that expanding the CSA too much more at the time might put them in over their heads. They felt the need to take a bit of a time out so they could plan their farm's future. So after the 2007 season, they ended the CSA enterprise, and that fall and winter, Christiana took the Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings course. Twice a month, she traveled to Marshall in southwest Minnesota to participate in classes taught by farmers and other ag professionals from the community. The course focused on goal setting, business planning, and innovative marketing. Christiana had ulterior motives for taking the class. She serves on the leadership team of Dakota Rural Action, a nonprofit family farm organization. A few years ago, Dakota Rural Action's staff and members began discussing the possibility of teaching the Farm Beginnings course in South Dakota. Christiana wanted to get a first-hand look at the course. Her time in Farm Beginnings was well spent. Dakota Rural Action now offers its own version of the course, and Christiana and Nick have been able to use some of the skills Christiana picked up in the class to better plan what they want to do with their 40-acre farm, as well as their own lives. Today, their main enterprise is certified organic garlic seed stock, which they ship all over the country. Unlike vegetables, garlic can be stored and shipped relatively easily, and it doesn't require intensive management throughout the growing season. It's an enterprise that fits better with their lifestyle right now, which consists of two small children and Nick working full-time off the farm. I recently visited Prairie Coteau Farm during garlic planting time and chatted with Christiana and Nick about the importance of sometimes taking a step back on a farm and reassessing the future. Well, we, were, we had been doing the CSA for four years, and I would say when we started that, we, we, just, we just kind of jumped into it. We didn't develop a business plan or any kind of long-term future goal or anything like that. It was just something that we wanted to do, so we just kind of jumped right in. And we kind of had come to a point where we were uh, just kind of in a transition, thinking about uh, starting family and just looking at a farm and lifestyle um, and what we kind of wanted to change about that. We kind of decided we wanted to focus on garlic. It seemed like Farm Beginnings was a, a good way to figure out how to kind of go about that in a more organized way than we did the CSA initially and more with a little more focus on the financial end of it and that kind of thing. That's kind of why it made sense at the time. So you had done the CSA for, like you said, around four years. So it sounded like you, and I didn't really, so you just kind of jumped into that and. Yeah. I mean, I say we jumped into it. I mean, I worked for two years at an organic farm in Northern Illinois and um, as an apprentice and There was a CSA there and a farmer's market um, near Chicago. And so I had that experience. Nick had also worked on a CSA farm, um, and he grew up on a dairy. So 
we both had an idea of what we were getting into. It wasn't as if we just kind of <laughs> pulled it out of thin air. So yeah, so we did have some experience with that. We knew we knew what a C lo- CSA looked like, you know, how it, generally how it would run and that kind of thing. But it was kind of we wanted to do a CSA, so we developed some brochures and passed them out and decided how many chairs we thought we could handle and you know tilt up the ground <laughs> so, so that's what I mean it wasn't like we sat down with a business plan in mind and you know plotted out the profit analysis or the expense analysis or anything like that ahead of time it was a lot of fun but it also got to be as we got bigger and grew more members it got to be a lot more work um, obviously and you know, just a lot more work for a person that already has a full-time job, you know, and without having really like planned that in advance and kind of plotted out what our growth trajectory was going to be, you know, we just kind of got to a point where we were like, well, what what is it that we want to be doing with our time? And do we want to start a family at some point here? And how is that going to fit into us having the CSA? And because I worked, you know, from dawn to dusk, basically, and we had we had full, a full-time intern every year living on the farm. So there was that question, you know, do we want somebody living with us all the time? And, you know, how do we make that work? So there were just a lot of primarily lifestyle issues that just kind of came into play. And we wanted to, we just kind of wanted to reevaluate that. It usually people say if they take farm beginnings, it's before they even get their feet wet farming a lot of times. But you guys had been farmers uh, for for four years, and then and then you decide, okay, we need to reevaluate. I, I think that's kind of impressive that you were able to step back a little bit and say, okay, we're going to do something different. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of knew, we already kind of had garlic in mind that that was what we wanted to focus on. What I think it helped us kind of do was sit down and look at the whole farm and our family as a unit and kind of project what it was we wanted that to look like for the long term. I think that was what was the most helpful, at least for me. And being able to just kind of put that on paper, what our overall goal for our for our lives and our farm all kind of put together was, and what our, what we envisioned our farm being in the big picture, you know, if we had our ideal, if, if our place was like, looked ideally the way we wanted it to look, what would that be? And um, being able to put together a plan that kind of reflected that was was really helpful, I think, and important. And the financial part was was good, too, to just look at that more objectively, kind of, and actually put put the numbers down on paper before <laughs> starting out. <laughs> well, I could see that how that would happen with a CSA, and that, like you said, it was a new idea in the area, and you, uh, you sound like you had some success pretty early. And so sometimes that can, that's great, but it's, then you don't have time to kind of sit back and look at growth pat, you know, patterns numbers, that kind of thing. You know, that can be sometimes a little, be a little bit of a runaway horse. Exactly. I think that's exactly what happened to us. We kind of, we sort of stopped and said, okay, so we have 42 members. How big do we really want to get? And what does that mean? You know, if we have 100 members, how many employees do we need? And what's our, you know, our equipment we need to upgrade? And, you know, what, what is our life going to look like on a day-to-day basis if we do that? And it was, um, it was just kind of a shock. It was like, oh, hey, let's think about the future for a second. I don't know if we can handle that. Like, is that what we want? You know, this is great that there's so much interest and um, we're getting a lot of attention. You know, the, the idea of CSA is really getting a lot of attention and the local food movement in South Dakota is really growing and that's great. But, you know, I guess we just kind of needed to 
pull on the reins a little bit and say, okay, that's great, but maybe our place in that can be a little bit different. To just be able to develop a, an overall goal for the, for the farm and, you know, what we want out of that and our, our life, quality of life in general and how the farm fits into that. And I would, I mean, I would say for, for me, at least that whole farm planning piece was really the most valuable part of the, of the course. And it really helped for the two of us, for Nick and I to really, um, talk about that, you know, really concretely and actually have to write it down. And, you know, that was actually really helpful because it, it sort of made us both consider what the other was thinking and, um, see where we agreed and where we didn't. And I, th- I mean, we actually were pretty much on the same page, I think, for, for what we were interested in and wanting and what our primary values were and or are and things like that. So, Well, and I hate to beat this to death, but I think it's important that you guys were able to, because sometimes younger energetic farmers, such as yourself, when they have a little bit of success with something and then it gets going and they don't quite have a tabs on where they want to go, um, and it gets a little out of control, then they end up getting burnout and maybe even get into a situation where they have to leave the land, that kind of thing. I mean, it, the the ability to, for you guys to kind of take a time out, I think, is really key to making this sustainable for you, both economically and from a lifestyle point of view, too, in the long term. And then you grew up on a dairy farm? I did. Oh, so did I. You know, I, I don't want to assume too much, but I know what it can be like on a dairy farm in that Man, you never look up. You just kind of get go. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, you guys are doing something a lot different than dairy farming, and you've tried to, you know, the CSA model, which is completely different. Can you talk a little bit about that, how this, how dairy, conventional farming or, say, dairy farming or whatever can be, you really don't get to kind of sit back and set your goals. You kind of just go with the flow kind of thing. I mean, did you feel like that was something you grew up with or? Um, absolutely. You know, if you're, well, I had a great, uh, experience growing up on a, on the dairy farm. Uh, we were a conventional dairy farm, but it was a small family owned operation. We grew all of our own feed. So we had a very family regional based, uh, operation. So it's not like I was a part of, you know, a 2000 cow dairy herd where we didn't know who was milking the cows or anything. So I guess the differences between that, you know, a lot of what, a lot of the reasons why I ended up leaving was kind of elements of self-actualization. You know, if you, a lot of taking part in family farms has to do with being a part of the family operation, fitting into that mold. So yeah, you know, there's definitely a, a bit of of wanting to choose your own path. Uh, and me not ending up on the farm was a part of that, I think. You know, about about as far as the CSA, like being more work or less work, it's, I don't even know if I'd say that. And during the CSA season, you know, it's, it's, they're both a lot of work. That's for sure. And, you know, the family farm that I was a part of, we, we just had an incredible amount of support. I mean, my parents lived there. My brother and his family was there. Um, you have generations of knowledge about that farm in that area that makes everything that you do on that farm easier and just coming out to a new place and doing a new model in so many ways I think I just never realized how much I didn't know you never realize how much stuff your dad has 
how many buildings your dad has, <laughs> how much your brother knows that he never told you, you know, your whole life. And then you are on your own and you have to try understand that. And you just, you, you pine for that collective knowledge that you walked away from so many times. I mean, I have an incredible amount of respect for, for my brother and my father. Were you one of these kids that when you left the farm, you said, oh, I'll never go farm. I'll never farm. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I think I, I think I spent my entire, you know, high school career trying to learn as little as possible about farming. <laughs> you know, I was not a good, I was, I was not a model farm child <laughs> in any way. You know, that's uh, age, uh, uh, age and life experience changes a lot. For more information on LSP's Farm Beginnings course, see www.farmbeginnings.org. For more on Dakota Rural Action's Farm Beginnings course, see dakotarural.org. The website for Prairie Coteau Farm is www.prairiegarlic.com. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org. Or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 